you. All right, let's take our Bibles. We're going to go to 2 Corinthians chapter number 9 uh, today. Thank you for that song. Enjoyed that. And uh, 2 Corinthians chapter number 9. Again, we're looking forward to, uh, to lunch. Uh, people, uh, by the way, just kind of a, a public service announcement. Uh, I, I, can't, I cannot possibly uh, eat uh, all the dishes you requested me to eat. Uh, all right. And so, hey, you got to try this. You got to try. I'm going to do my best. I'm, I'm, I'm totally off the wagon today on my diet, uh, but I don't think it's earthly possible, <laughs> humanly possible uh, to, to try everything. I'm, I'm, I'm going to try. Uh, but uh, if I don't get uh, to the dish uh, that uh, if you, you see I didn't get to the one that you wanted me to eat, make sure you put some in a container for me and sent home, all right? And, uh, and I don't want to offend anybody with all of that, but we're looking forward to all the good food. I've got like in the thing that I made, there's like five pounds of cheese. Uh, and so, uh, yeah, I almost pulled, up, you know, pulled a muscle bringing it here uh, last night. And, and so uh, get by and try as many things as you can. Let's stand together for the reading of our text today, which we're going to find in 2 Corinthians chapter number 9, uh, in uh, just two verses there, and then we're going to come back because we've been building uh, upon these, uh, these chapters uh, the last couple weeks. But we'll begin reading in verse number 6, and we'll read verse 6 and 7, uh, and, uh, and then we'll pray and we'll get right into the message. The Bible says this in verse number 6, But this I say, he which soweth sparingly, shall reap also sparingly. And he which soweth bountifully shall reap also bountifully. Every man, according as he has purposed in his heart, so let him give, not grudgingly or of necessity, but God loveth a cheerful giver. Our Heavenly Father, I pray that you bless this message today and our time together, Lord, please, uh, in Jesus' name, amen. Please be seated. Uh, and uh, if you've been here in the last uh, several weeks, uh, we've been in chapter number 8. Uh, of 2 Corinthians, also in Philippians chapter number 4, uh, talking specifically about uh, the fellowship of the ministering to the saints. Uh, and uh, they had been uh, collecting an offering, uh, Paul and Titus, uh, two other men elsewhere, because this was over a period of probably 10 years uh, or so, that they were going to be bringing back an offering to the Christians that were at Jerusalem uh, that were uh, impoverished, had fell on um, very difficult times and a lot of persecution. All these early churches struggled from that uh, and through, uh, through uh, in, in an agricultural com- uh, time where people lived hand to mouth, it was very, very uh, desperate. Uh, and, uh, and really a, a level of desperation uh, that, uh, that most people uh, have not experienced. Even today, uh, in uh, some places uh, in the world that are uh, in developing countries where people are very poor, um, uh, there's probably more uh, humanitarian aid or access to help today than there was uh, even back at that time. So, so Paul uh, brought up the example of the churches at Macedonia. And I don't want to re-preach all my other messages, but when we get into chapter number 9 and verse number 1, the Bible says, For as touching the ministering to the saints, it is superfluous for me to write to you. For I know the forwardness of your mind, which I boast of you to them, of Macedonia, uh, and that of uh, Ahaia. Uh, I always say Achaia, but I've got it phonetically in the side here. Ahaia uh, was ready a year ago, and your zeal hath provoked very many. So today, I've, I want to cover this passage 
I might not get to everything uh, by the time we need to, to stop uh, and, and eat, uh, but I'll pick up with it at the 2 o'clock service uh, if I need to and, uh, and finish those things up. But I want to speak today about grace giving uh, and what it, what it means. We've looked at what it is, uh, and it's a, it's a gift that we give. It's a grace of God that we give by faith, uh, and it's a grace that we're to abound in. There's many graces that we grow in as Christians. We read about them, a couple of them, in the first part of chapter number 8. But God wants us to grow in this grace also. So we found a definition of it through chapter number 8 and a declaration of it at the end of this passage, passage number 8, chapter 8. But then now we find the, the demonstration of it, the doing of it. And what had taken place the year prior is the church at Corinth had committed... Uh, to the offering at Jerusalem, but had not fulfilled it. They hadn't, um, they hadn't come through, and Paul has been landed on very thick, uh, and, uh, and, and, he, and he's basically saying, you already know it's super, superfluous uh, for me to speak about this uh, because you already know, and you had, you had committed the year prior. Uh, but he's reminding them that their zeal had provoked others, and that's what grace giving does. What he had been doing as they traveled from church to church, preaching the gospel, planting churches, they were collecting this offering. The pledge that was made by the church at Corinth the year prior, he was, he was sharing that with people. Uh, I don't know how he did it. You know, I say, well, you know, uh, we're, doing, we're doing this, uh, and, uh, and this is what the church at Corinth had promised. Uh, and, and what it was meant to do as he bragged about the church at Corinth, as he boasted, the scriptures say, uh, uh, on their behalf, uh, their zeal, it provoked other churches, the churches at Macedonia in particular, uh, to give uh, in this offering. And, uh, and in, in fact, even knowing this and reading this or knowing I was preaching this message, I employed uh, such a tactic uh, and uh, as I went out and, uh, and solicited food uh, for our event, I say, how so? I'm glad you asked. Uh, and uh, so I went to um, uh, a, one Mexican restaurant, uh, which is one of my favorite ones. And, uh, uh, and uh, I, I actually went in with a 12-quart um, food safe tub uh, with me when I went in. <laughs> uh, so they knew something was up. Uh, as uh, as I as I went in with and I uh, and here's what I did I, I tell them what we're doing uh, and uh, in but then I say but this restaurant uh, and this restaurant and I said this I said Mazatlan uh, is sending over rice and beans and different things uh, and uh, and I wanted Mazatlan's zeal to provoke them uh, uh, to so I boasted on behalf of Mazatlan right. Uh, and to provoke uh, the other one, uh, Los Amigos, Tacarios or whatever, uh, and uh, to give us pozole, which is one of my favorites. And they, and they are. And uh, praise the Lord, uh, the manipulation worked. Uh, and, uh, uh, but, uh, but that's what Paul was, it's like, hey, you know, um, don't let my boasting on behalf of you uh, fail or be in vain because your zeal hath provoked many. And I gave illustration of our church and testimony uh, that people would give concerning our church. 
uh, and that what we've done. In fact, uh, we, we've had people just recently, I was, I was at a church uh, in Indiana preaching, uh, and uh, the pastor from the pulpit uh, on that morning in the introduction, is he's introducing me, and, and by the way, we no longer support them as a missionary. He wasn't trying to butter me up or whatever. Uh, and uh, and, and he, this is what he said. He says, I want our church to be like their church. Uh, and uh, and, and, and in the context of, of, of missions and in giving and different things. And so it's the zeal, um, what we do in that area uh, in grace giving is, uh, is it provokes in a good way uh, others unto love and good works, and that's what grace giving does. So as we give, Paul gives this example to these churches at Macedonia. Um, well, I don't know what I don't know what you can do because they were poor churches, but this is what the church at Corinth had said they were going to do, uh, and uh, and so uh, he says, I'm not saying all this to you. The first part of this letter. But I'm telling you that your zeal has provoked many. Verse 3, yet I have sent brethren, lest our boasting of you should be in vain in this behalf, that, as I said, ye may be ready. Lest haply, if they of Macedonia come with me and find you unprepared, uh, uh, we, that we say not ye, should be ashamed in this same confident boasting. So what he said was, is like, all right, um, if these churches in Macedonia, which didn't have anything to give, uh, if they if if they were with me and I come to Corinth and you're not ready to give, uh, that's going to be embarrassing. Uh, and uh, not that 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 um, you know you are going to be embarrassed, but we would be embarrassed because of the of the confident boasting that we were doing it uh, on your behalf. Verse 5, Therefore I thought it necessary to exhort the brethren that they would go before you and make up beforehand your bounty, whereof ye had noticed before uh, that the same uh, might be ready as a matter of bounty and not as of covetousness. And so uh, he is basically like, hey, we're sending guys to, to pick it up and, and please do it because it would be embarrassing if you did it. All right. So you think you think that uh, that pastors, as they preach on this topic today, are um, straightforward and don't pull any punches. Uh, back then, it was completely uh, it was more so. All right. And uh, and so he just uh, and, and this again was a church that he's like, you know, I, I've got to write to you because I'm so mad at you. If I came there, it would be on. All right. And uh, that was the letter of first uh, letter of first Corinthians to them. So uh, he is he is saying you need to uh, demonstrate this. But then he gets into the nature of grace giving, which was the text that we read at the beginning of our time. Is everybody with me? Say amen. Amen. I've got plenty of time uh, left uh, to cover uh, to cover these areas. Uh, But here's the nature uh, of of grace giving. Uh, But this I say, he which soweth sparingly shall reap also sparingly, and he which soweth bountifully shall reap also bountifully. Uh, And every man, according as he purposeth in his heart, so let him give, not grudgingly or necessity, for God loveth the cheerful giver. Uh, I was looking up, um, we understand what cheerful is in today's vernacular, happy. uh, And uh, so I read different uh, uh, old time uh, type of definitions of it in the context 
what the tense of it is. And, uh, and the root word is, uh, uh, I don't know the Greek word, but it's where we get hilarious. It's hilaria or hilarios. Uh, and uh, where uh, we think of uh, hilarity uh, and, uh, and happiness that way. But it was almost like a, uh, the cheerful, hilarious giving was done almost in, it was in abundance in liberal, uh, as, as we read here, but, but almost like, a, um, like a, an abandon uh, is the way that they described it. It was like, it was like cheerful and excited to like, um, uh, to the point of where they, they gave it um, and they were happy about it and it, there was no grudging at all uh, in that regard. And almost like it was more than he expected, Paul, as we read about in that first chapter because they were just giving. Uh, and, uh, and so it's a, it's a great word. Uh, and, uh, but when we think about our own grace giving, uh, it should be accompanied with cheer. Um, it shouldn't be. It shouldn't be done uh, in any way um, regretfully, and that's why it's a voluntary type of a thing. Uh, it's not something that is uh, is expected or that is given by uh, commandment uh, in the Word of God. Uh, but we find him using the law of sowing and reaping uh, because the people that he was speaking to that's what they, that's how they live. They planted, you know, seed. Uh, and they, they grew their own food, uh, and, uh, and that's what they lived on, which they bartered from. Uh, and uh, so you reap what you sow. The idea is if you want corn, uh, then, you, then you sow corn. That's what you would reap. Uh, and and the, uh, the way that it applies to us in life, in one respect, uh, is whatever it is that you want. Now, again, your wants should be lined up to the Bible, Right? Um, you know, God gives us the desires of our heart. When we love Him and we walk with Him, He gives us the right desires. The things that we want uh, should line up uh, in, uh, with God's will for our life. And uh, I, I like, there's this old Kentucky preacher, uh, I remember at, at camp, uh, and uh, they, uh, he always wore a, these jumpsuits when we're, it was, he was just kind of a neat guy, and he's in heaven now, but, uh, but he would be preaching, uh, and he'd, he'd say, the, he's like, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. And, uh, and basically he was saying he's uh, going to bless him. He's a shepherd. He's going to lead and guide him. But not only does God take care of his needs, but God takes care of his wants. Uh, and uh, was the context he was doing that. Now his wants uh, were things that God would want him to want. All right. Uh, I like how one preacher put it when I was a teenager. Uh, he said, when I got saved, God changed my want to's. And, uh, and so I don't, I, he said, I don't want to uh, go here and I don't want to uh, do this. Uh, and that's what God does is he changes us as a new creature in Christ. So whatever it is that you want is what you're supposed to give. So if you want respect, then you give respect. It's the law of swing and reaping. If you want love, you give, you give love. If you want, uh, if you want finances, money, you, you give money. You reap what you sow. And then you reap according to that. If you, if you sow sparingly, then you, then, you, then you reap sparingly. If you sow bountifully, uh, then you sow bountifully. So the more you sow, and, and I might even get into this afternoon from Ecclesiastes where it talks about casting your bread, uh, your bread corn upon the waters and you're trusting God. The more you sow, uh, the, more, the more you reap. Uh, and by the way, that law is in effect, uh, whether you believe it to be or not. 
uh, and uh, because it is a spiritual law uh, in the Bible. The world says things like, the world calls it karma, uh, or religion might call it karma. Uh, the world would say what goes around comes around. Uh, as, uh, as a way to describe this biblical principle. But that's the, the nature of it. And so he says, every man, according to his as purpose in his heart. So not only is it the law of sowing and reaping is a, uh, a, a natural part of that, uh, but he says it's not about the seed, it's about the purpose. As a man purpose in his heart, so let him give. Uh, and, uh, and, uh, and it's from what God gives us. So I've explained even this last week and the week before uh, about uh, that, uh, the nature of it. So our grace giving uh, will provoke others uh, to give. Uh, our zeal uh, provoke others. You, as you give, should give testimony. Boy, I, I, um, you should love, love, love um, the fellowship of the ministering to the saints. Um, when, when we have missionaries and church planners, um, for example, this upcoming uh, Friday, uh, we have church planters that are staying next door. Uh, so it's uh, church planters in Sammamish, church planters in Bellevue, uh, and church planters in West Seattle. Uh, and they're having a, uh, they're all out of the same church, so they're having like a, like a, like a staff getaway thing or whatever. And, uh, and so, um, and then they asked, uh, he said, when we're there, um, would you cook? Uh, and so I said, sure. So Friday, I'd, I'm going to do that. And when I, so I like, what do you want? And they're like, whatever. And then I kind of press them on. I'm like, no, seriously, like, what do you want? Because there's like, when you say whatever, well, whatever means everything. And I have no clue. Give me some direction. And they said, well, how about um, smoke and brisket? Yeah. I said, uh, I can do that. Uh, and, uh, and so um, I, didn't go, I didn't go to Costco or cash and carry and get a brisket. Um, I ordered it um, from Snake River Farms. And, uh, and it's not much more expensive than a regular brisket, but, it's, um, but here's my point. My point is, when we, when, it's not just feeding them, uh, it's, being a, it's being a blessing to them. And for them to know, it's, when they go places and they're raising money or whatever, and they feel like, they feel like moochinaries, uh, and, uh, and are uh, accused of being such, drives me batty. Uh, and uh, and so so it's a it's a blessing, going above and beyond, being a little extra. Uh, in those areas, uh, is uh, it does some things which which we'll read about here in a second. It will bless people. Verses six down through verse number eleven. We read just a couple of those verses, but let's let's look at verse number eight. And God is able to make all grace abound towards you. So the grace is the grace of giving. He says when you give. Bountifully, he says he'll make all grace to abound to you. So it's the same grace, uh, and so we have a promise of blessing that uh, that's born over and over uh, in the Bible. In its sufficiency, in all things, in abound to every good work. So when God, I asked my Sunday school class, uh, I think, um, you know, what is prosperity for? Why does God give us prosperity? Why are we Why are we blessed? And as a Christian, we look at money. Uh, or should anyways, as having purpose, uh, not just value, and that God uh, makes us abound in grace, that, and he abounds us in all these graces, in every, but to every good work. Remember, we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus unto good works. So what God blesses us with, uh, it has a purpose of sustaining life 
but that life is what his purpose is. Uh, and, uh, and we have to be mindful of all of, uh, of that message for another time. But it says in verse 9, as it is written, He hath dispersed abroad, he hath given to the poor, his righteousness remaineth forever. This is, he's quoting uh, Psalms, uh, I guess probably 112. Uh, Psalm 112, verse number 9, uh, about uh, in this where he's, he's quoting this. And so he's saying, here's what the, uh, the, the blessings are. Are there's a blessing? There's a blessing to you uh, in that um, you can't outgive the Lord, uh, and when you create a need, when you give to somebody else, God says He supplies that need according to His riches in Christ Jesus. But He says it's a righteousness that remains forever. Um, and uh, so, long story short, in that type of theology, when we think of our works, when we stand before God. We're going to give an account of our works. The Bible speaks about that in the judgment seat of Christ. And he, and, and he tries our works with fire. Uh, and uh, in, if the work that was done uh, was of gold and silver and precious stones, when it's tried in the refiner's fire, it doesn't burn up. But if it's wood, hay, and stubble, it will burn up. And the idea is that why we do uh, our works, the motives behind that would be a... Uh, indication, one of them, of whether or not that work is going to last. So Paul is teaching us that when we sow this type of grace, it is a righteousness that remains forever. It is a good work that God said in Philippians is a sweet-smelling sacrifice uh, to the Lord, but it is something when you think of laying up treasures in heaven, it is a righteousness. Remember, God says we are to do righteousness, we are, we are saved by the righteousness of Christ, but, and that's a positional righteousness, but we're to be doing practical righteousness in our life. So when we, when we give to missionaries through our faith promise missions giving, when you, when you pledge whatever it is per week that you would pledge to give, um, according that you've purposed in your heart and according to that which you have, um, it is a righteousness that remains forever. It is a work that you do that when you stand before God is a work that's not going to burn up. It's a, it's a goal. Now, we, sometimes we wonder, um, we wonder if the things that we do are going to last when they're tried. We, if you're a Christian and you love, you love Jesus, you, you concern yourself about that. I want to stand before God and God have, you know, being well pleased with me in, in what I've done. Uh, and so I begin, if I begin to do inventory of the, of the, of, uh, the, the things that we would do, I, I'll just, you know, um, I, I've been chasing moles uh, around the property uh, and uh, trying to get rid of them because they're a nuisance. And, uh, and so uh, one day I was out there and, the, the, you know, working the trap or whatever, and it's not the big clampy things, whatever, but um, as I was trying to do that, it kind of it let loose and there's like a, um, uh, 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 like a, if you think like on a mouse trap, that little prong, or like on a belt, like a prong, and when it, f- it let loose, it went right under my thumbnail. And uh, and uh, and when that happened, uh, and uh, I didn't use any Christian curse words or uh, or anything else like that. But when that happened, here's what went through my mind. Um, I-, I thought, man, I wish somebody else was doing this. That's what I thought. It's like if somebody else was doing this, this wouldn't have happened. 
and, uh, and so I'm digging them up on whatever. And, uh, and so I'm saying that um, to say that my, my mole um, killing ministry um, is, prob- is more than likely 99.9% chance of a work that's going to burn up uh, at the judgment seat of Christ. Are you following me? Because because I didn't have there was nothing cheerful uh, about uh, about that about that ministry, and so so when I when I think oh you know and uh, and I have that type of type of thought well I know scripturally that if my the motive isn't right or whatever uh, that it is going to be a work that burns up uh, and uh, but but when but I know this when I when I when I write that uh, that check on Sunday to give to Faith Promise Missions. It's a righteousness that, that endures forever. And, uh, and uh, because, because God, God says it to be so. Uh, and, uh, and so uh, hopefully uh, you'll see that truth in there. It, 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 it provokes others. It, your giving blesses others. Look at, continue on. It says, verse 10, Now he that soweth, or excuse me, he that ministereth seed to the sower, both minister bread for your food and multiply your seed sown uh, and increase your fruits of, of, of your righteousness. Uh, and so it, 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 it increases, so it's fruit that remains, it's fruit that endures, a righteousness that endures, that increases uh, as it goes, being enriched in everything, uh, speaking to us, as, uh, as givers to all bountifulness, which causeth through us thanksgiving to God, which is the second thing uh, or another thing that our giving does. It causes people, um, um, it meets needs and, and it brings praise to God. Uh, it, it, it ministers bread for their hunger, but it, but it makes them thankful and they, they, praise, they praise the Lord uh, for that, uh, and uh, in which to me, um, what this grace giving does does plenty for us, uh, and uh, and it's a righteousness that endures forever. But then it provides a need for the missionary, whether whether it's their their, their normal expenses uh, or like we just did um, whatever a week or so ago, uh, where we gave seventy five hundred dollars to the missionary in Ukraine. Uh, for uh, towards a vehicle, so we gave seventy five hundred. Another church gave uh, seventy five hundred, uh, and then their sending church. Uh, uh, I think they gave like another five thousand dollars, so that they would get more than what they they needed. Uh, and uh, and here's what that does: it supplies a need because they needed the car, but it generates praise to God. And uh, and so. I mean, it's, it's kind of like, there's not a whole, I mean, I like win-win situations, but you can't get more win-win than grace giving. Because it's a, right, it's a work that I do, it's laying up treasures in heaven, it's a, it's a righteousness that endures forever, uh, and, uh, and it meets a need, and then it generates praise. And so somebody else, somebody else is, is praying and thanking God in the Ukraine uh, as they pray, however they, they're thanking God for providing um, for this need. You say, well, wait a minute. God, you know, I remember when uh, my pastor uh, when I, that I got saved under, was he was describing um, tithing uh, from when he was a teenager. So he had a paper route. Uh, and, uh, and so uh, as he got, you know, his, 
his money for the paper out a dollar, uh, his mom uh, sent out um, 10 cents of that goes to the Lord. And he's like, you know, and so she explained it, 10 cents of every dollar, every dollar, and explaining the tithe. And, and his response was, let Jesus get his own paper out. <laughs> that, was, that was kind of his take on it. Like, Jesus didn't, you know, I, you know, I got up at 3 o'clock in the morning and, 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 and threw these papers, and that was, that was kind of the, re, the response. So, so somebody said, well, um, thank, God, thank you uh, for, um, uh, they, they've been praying about whatever. And by the way, they gave, they, they generated a need in their life that they couldn't fill because they gave uh, to uh, another family in, in, in that church in Ukraine, um, somebody who had cancer, and they, they paid for her cancer treatments. And so the need that was generated by their generosity and being a blessing and fulfilling the needs of somebody else was supplied according to his riches in Christ Jesus to where God touched the hearts of, of, of three pastors in the United States to fulfill that need and then generate praise to God. God, thank you for providing for this need where you gave it uh, and, and generates praise um, uh, in the heart of the missionary. Uh, and, uh, and, and I could give you a million examples um, from our church uh, to things that, uh, that, uh, that pastors, uh, missionaries, and things have said. So it, is, uh, it provokes others, it blesses others, it meets needs and generates praise. But it, even beyond that, verse number, uh, verse number 12, for the administration of this service, the administration, they're administering a grace. Uh, they're, they're talking about the, the money gift. For the administration of this service not only supplieth the want of the saints, but is abundant also by many thanksgivings to God, whilst by the experiment of this ministration they glorify God uh, for your professed subjection unto the gospel of Christ and for your liberal distribution unto them and to all men. So it not only generates, meets needs and generates praise, but it glor- and it glorifies God, but it also is a one of the things that they're thankful for, missionaries, for example, they're thankful that, that you give. They're, they're thankful that, that in your Christian life, you see the importance of it. Uh, you've, you, your professed subjection uh, to the gospel is God working in you, so it glorifies God. And then they're thankful for God working in you. And then what it does, not only generates praise, uh, but then it also unites God's people in prayer. Notice what it says going on. Verse number 14. And by their prayer for you, which long after you, for the exceeding grace of God in you. So it generates a reciprocal prayer life. Um, We don't do this here. Maybe we should. Uh, but in our church where we came from in Wisconsin, as we get the missionary prayer letters in, um, we, would, um, we would read them uh, on Wednesday nights, uh, read whatever, a couple of them, um, you know, from the pulpit. Uh, one of the reasons we don't necessarily, me, we, we don't do it is because there's like a hundred of them. 
And so we would, we would uh, so we post them. Uh, by the way, if you're not aware of this, there's a screen out there. You can plunk, uh, press the screen, find the missionary, see their prayer letters or any videos that they would send or whatever. We try to update that regularly. And let me also, since I'm talking about that, there are ways that you can serve in ministry for missions by helping manage that screen uh, and, and put things you know, uh, in there as they come in by helping clean at the mission house. Uh, when, when we have uh, a guest that leaves and somebody else coming in. And by the way, um, uh, the, the missionaries that are in there, almost every time I talk to somebody, they're in there that walk in, hey, I just wanted to meet you. I didn't know if I was going to meet you. And they said, this is the best mission house we've ever been in. And, uh, and, uh, and that's what we're going for. We, we want that. It's, a, it's full. Uh, I, when we leave, we, we're refreshed and we're blessed and we're full. Philippians chapter number four. Uh, and that's what we want. We don't want people... Um, I, I was at a, uh, a, um, a place, and, I, and I've you know, been in a lot of places and stayed in prophet's chambers and mission houses and and there was one in particular that, in my mind, I went, it was in Illinois, and I called my wife, I went in there, and it was like, I might have been the first person that, I, that walked in there in like a year or two. And there's like, literally like, like dust bunny, like uh, timber weeds, uh, like rolling through the place from the draft. Uh, and uh, I went to grab my towel, and it was stuck to the wall. Peeled, peeled it off. Yeah, Motel 6. Uh, <laughs> and uh, very, probably very similar to Motel 6. Uh, and, uh, and it was nasty. And, uh, and I, um, I slept on top of the bed in my clothes. Uh, and uh, it wouldn't go under the covers. And I was supposed to preach several days at this church. It was a revival meeting. And uh, Sunday morning, uh, and actually it was a revival meeting in lieu, maybe possibly, that I would, um, I'm in lieu of candidating for that church to pastor. And so it was a while ago. And, uh, and so I, I got up and I was preaching and I said, by the way, I said, the first thing I would do if I was your pastor is I'd, I'd burn that mission house right to the ground. <laughs> and, uh, and I didn't finish the meeting uh, that week. Uh, and, uh, but they knew exactly <laughs> what I was talking about. That would be my first act as a pastor, just torch the whole thing. Uh, and uh, it, was, it was a reproach. To the cause of Christ. And I, and I you know, uh, I just, um, and so I've learned, I've been in those positions as a, as a church planter or, or, or traveling and, and on and on. And I just don't want, uh, we had a missionary uh, uh, that, uh, that said, I said, tell me your worst, you know, best story, worst story. And they, they said, well, um, and they told me a story. And I said, where was that? And oh, so we can't tell Brother Reno is in Washington. And I said, you need to tell me where that was at. And it was bad. And, uh, and they wouldn't tell me, wouldn't tell me. And I tried getting it out of them like four or five times while we're eating dinner. And so we're walking out to the car uh, after dinner. Uh, and uh, and uh, our wives and the kids were out in front and we we're kind of lagging behind. I said, brother, I said, I'll support you $150 a month if you tell me who that was. <laughs> and he's like, seriously? I said, seriously, heart attack, 150 bucks a month if you tell me who it was. And he told me who it was. And before I left that parking lot, I called that pastor. And let him have it. And, uh, and you say, you know, uh, well, he's not my friend today, but he needed to hear it. And um, because we just can't have that kind of a, a thing. Th- does that bring thankfulness to God? 
Now, I'm sure there are missionaries that they're, they're just thanking God for having a roof over their head and thanking God for what, you know, as they, as they pull the sheets, the covers back and find all the old food and everything that was, uh, that was in the bed waiting for them. Uh, that they, you know, they thank God uh, because that's how missionaries are. By the way, one of the reasons they are my heroes is because they're willing to do what most of us aren't willing to do. And, uh, and so it, it, it causes them to reciprocally pray. They, they're thankful for uh, our professed uh, uh, subjection to the gospel of Christ and by their prayer for you, which long after you, for the expedient grace of God in you. When, when this grace is, is communicated, and that's when you find the word communicate in your New Testament, uh, almost every single time, it's, this, it's, it's giving, it's participating, it's partnering with. Uh, no man communicated with me concerning giving and receiving except you. When we do that, um, it, it, it's such a, it pleases God, it's a blessing to, to them, uh, and then they pray. And it's, and it's not like, it's not they're praying for Berean Baptist Church uh, that the gravy train can keep coming. That's not why they're praying. They're thankful uh, for, for a, um, a ministry philosophy with missions that is, is unusual uh, in churches, and they, they, they love us, and they pray for us. I guarantee you the missionaries that we support and that we get behind pray for us a whole lot more than we pray for them. And, uh, and so, so I'll, I'll, have people, hey, I'll have people text me, hey, pray for you today. Um, there are people in other parts of the world uh, who, who are concerned, who are praying for this day for us. Uh, and, uh, as, as, and not because it's like, well, uh, you know, uh, but it takes established churches to start churches. That's how God does all of that. And so this demonstration of this grace. And then we get into the last part, verse number 15. Thanks be unto God for His unspeakable gift. Uh, in its context, of course, it's talking about this same grace, but um, just as he earlier in, uh, in the, these passages in verse number or chapter number 8 uh, talked about Christ being the example, um, the greatest gift that we've ever received is the grace of God in salvation. And, uh, and it generates in us should, anyways, a thankfulness. If you're here today and you don't know Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior, then uh, I would hope and pray that as God works in your heart that you'd obey the Spirit of God and ask Him to forgive you and to save you. Um, because really, uh, all of this, um, it means very little uh, if, if Jesus, if we don't belong to Jesus. And it's hard to convince people um, it, when God, as I said earlier on in these passages or in these messages, uh, when we, like in chapter number 8, um, like the Church of Macedonia, when we first give ourselves to the Lord, when we, when we give the whole of our life to Christ, um, then the things that He asks us to do in part are easy. Um, God's not asking for us in, in our grace commitments to, to give um, in, in a way that would cause injury or harm uh, to our family. Um, as he has given it to us, we give according to what we have, not according to that what we have not. 
uh, and it's purposed in our heart. So we've been praying about it, thinking about it. We're going to uh, put it on there without a name on a pledge card just for uh, accounting purposes so we know how to plan um, to give it cheerfully and to know that it generates um, a thankfulness to God uh, that a lot of the other things that, uh, that we can do as a church don't and that we get to be a part of that. Um, and so, uh, oh, I'll just say this. Um, we, have, we have missionaries um, with us. I kept saying they're from uh, Siberia. Uh, it's, it's, it's Serbia, all right, the Millers. And, uh, and, uh, and so they came through. They are staying in, they travel in an RV. And um, typically when we have people come, they say, well, we don't need a, you know, we don't have a place. We can just have a place to park. And, uh, and um, you know, and they would park the RV in the back. So we have several spots that they would do that. And, and then I said, well, you know, since you're here, we have laundry, you know, washer and dryers and stuff over there. You can do your laundry because most of the time they're going to laundromats. Uh, and, uh, and so um, gave them the code. They go over. And, uh, and they thought, well, Maybe in December we're going, to be, uh, we're going to be back. Maybe we would stay there in December. Because I know when if they go in there and they look, they're going to want to stay. Yeah. All right? And, uh, and again, if you've not been over there, don't go today because there's, there's people in there. But, uh, and uh, so, so they, we got, uh, uh, I got an email from Autumn that they had inquired. So they're going to be in the mission house uh, from uh, December 9th, I believe, uh, through the new year. Because uh, they're going to be in the area, we didn't have anybody in there, and that's what it's there for. Um, so their their plan was, well, I can. Th- their children have always lived in the RV. Yeah, I mean, they're little, but they've been on deputation. Kids are born; that's all they know. Uh, and so, so getting to spread out to spend to have Christmas uh, in a house, um, and it'll be there. So they are the ones that we're going to sponsor for this year's Christmas thing. Now, they're in an RV, so we're like, we can't pack up. You know, they got to travel with it all, so it might be more gift cards and, and stuff that they can purchase for when they go to the field and those types of things. Um, but um, I love that. And, uh, and God does. And whatever we do for them is a righteousness that endures forever and uh, generates thankfulness. And um, so, so let's say we're putting up a Christmas tree over there and, and they have presents to open and uh, in, uh, you know, uh, whatever they want, a Christmas goose, a Christmas uh, prime rib, a Christmas whatever. Uh, and, uh, and all the spoiling that will go on. And God help you, by the way, if you look at that kind of stuff and, and go, that's just a little bit too much. Uh, and um, because it isn't, um, you know, I, it, when it pleases the Lord uh, and, uh, and does what this passage says, there's just, there's just no reason, there's no, I can't think of a reason, a legitimate reason not to do it. And, uh, and so they're going to have happy kids at Christmas and a happy, happy wife, uh, you know, happy, happy wife, happy life. And, uh, you know, getting to spread out and to be there and to be in a spot or whatever, man, you know, and they'll remember it, you know, forever. And, um, and so when God sees that, he goes, sweet smelling savor. 
And, uh, and when, you, when you stack up all the stuff that we do that, that is a stench in his nostrils and a lukewarmness that makes him sick, I'm never going to pass up an opportunity for God to just breathe it all in and say, well done. So it's in a moment when we take up our offering and, and we do this, uh, the pledge cards, it's, it's not meant to coerce. It's not meant to whatever. It is, it is something that we do every year in our church that we need to increase in and to grow in. And, and, and if you give a little bit more than you gave last year, that means we can help a little bit more people, sometimes take on more missionaries, do more for people. And, and that's where it all goes. And, uh, and so I hope uh, that you see my heart in it uh, and, uh, and that we can do something great this year. Let's all stand, our heads bowed and, and our eyes closed. And we're going to have a time of prayer uh, as an invitation time. Again, if you're here today and you don't know Jesus as your personal Savior, I pray that you'd ask Him to save you uh, today. Uh, and, um, but Christians, people here in our church that uh, are members, um, this is big, big, it's a big deal. Every year when we do this, uh, it's the most important service times um, and, and, and impacts our church. And the, it, it's the greatest impact for our church. And it's the greatest impact for the glory of God uh, and in all that I've mentioned here today. Uh, and so get in on it. If you've not ever participated, fill out the card. Do what you can. Uh, and, and if you've been doing it in the past, just a little more. Uh, just increase it a little bit. Uh, and trust God that if you generate a need uh, in the giving of it, uh, that uh, God would fulfill your need uh, in, uh, according to His riches. As the panel begins to play, so let's just spend a minute in prayer.